Are you all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Come along quietly or not. I will talk to you about Albert Schiff. For there is nothing else. Some artists make a Yes. Bite upon it. You are listening to the first station on your dial, WCNW, operating on a frequency of 1,500 kilocycles in Brooklyn, New York. Nice <laughs> that was perfect, man. I don't know how you did that, how you caught that. The slip was nice. No, I wasn't surprised at all. I, was like, I mean, I was like, seriously, I was like picking out like a fly out of the air or something. Yeah. With your left, with your, with your right arm. This is my non-dominant arm. Nice. Your non-dominant arm. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. I'm Albert Shivers, and I'm here with Isaac, and very excited to have back Mr. Mike Lynn. How's it going? That's going well, thank you. One thing that you um, wanted to get into... <laughs> yeah. Had a, ...had a little bit to do with um, how you're perceiving your age right now. Right. So if you want to, uh, you can go into that. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, it's an interesting thing, because... I've, I've been conscious, as most of us are, all my life, in my case, that I was a little bit different than the average kid. Or to, yeah. That's to saying it very mildly. I mean, at first, it was like, try to, um, uh, I was going to say seduce, but I didn't seduce. It was, you know, um, med- medicate me so that I was just like falling asleep half the time. You know, to, to calm you down. Yeah, to calm me yeah. down. Or, uh, and um, that doesn't work real well. And then they have medication and all sorts of programs and ups and downs just to keep me, like routines such as when I got home even from school, which was a mile walk, my mother would make me run around the house 10 times, you know, before I came in. And at, by that time I had worn it down enough yeah. that I wouldn't just come in the house and that's the problem. bang in my head. And say, exactly. you know. that's, that's what they should do. Yeah, should yeah. On that and, and, and really for me, and I think we may have touched on this last time, but I don't know many people are going to be listening to both right and hopefully hundreds um yeah no, well, but yeah like, a whole series yeah 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 as the years <laughs> go by right that'd be cool but um that is that was my introduction to drumming um because when i first entered school i was just you know and, and not not necessarily the sound but for the sake of the sound i wasn't drumming but it was, mm-hmm. it was, you know doing this do. or doing this or doing that with my feet and I couldn't. I mean, I tried. I, I could not sit in a in a place for more than half an hour. You know, be it a theater, you know, a lecture, uh, mm-hmm. services, you know, religious. You, you couldn't freeze me. I could say, you know, I, I just couldn't stay. I, I had to move. Very kinetic. Yeah. And so, and then I was just trouble, 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 until I saw a guidance counselor, and this guy was like just a genius. Because for me, it was wow. He said, let's use this guy's energy, you know, as frenetic as it is. Give him a pair of drumsticks and put him in the, 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 you know, the uh, elementary school band. That was very, very, you know, significant. But anyway, I think that the, the, the short-term uh, relief from, you know, just being finding yourself in this torrent of activity all the time mm-hmm. um, that was afforded by, let's say, playing drums, et cetera, or exercise, uh, in a long-term fashion, is what is accomplished by getting older. 
So I'm, I'm 69 years old. 69 years old, to, to me, you know, is, is, is <laughs> like grandparents old. And I'm a grandparent. Right. But my, grand, my grandparents, and I, I realize medicine has come a long way, but my grandparents, particularly on my father's side, they were really old people. I remember they'd been 60, 65. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was doing the shuffle, you know. Right. Um, just, you know, and I don't know what's happening in terms of life expectancy because they said the United States this past year, the average uh, when your life expectancy would be lower. Because mm-hmm. it's been, you know, gains. At age 69, you're sort of on the precipice of like, okay, then 11 years from now, it'd be 80. How many eighty-year-olds do I know, and or have I experienced through relatives and stuff that are not somehow hampered by Alzheimer's mm-hmm. or some physical disability that are you know, ongoing? You know what the end of the program is going to be, mm-hmm. and then and they're caught in. And I'm, I'm very fortunate that I'm not, and I like to think that maybe you know somehow well that extra energy that, that, that sort of your body just generates itself. Now, at age 69, I'm, I'm probably the equivalent of a normal 20-year-old or something. You know what I mean? Or, or, or 40-year-old. Maybe yeah. maybe 40-year-old. I don't know that I'd ever get to 40. But 69 is an interesting age. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's numbers go. It's got some yeah. cosmic significance. Yeah. 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 And I, I agree with you that 69 <laughs> then was oh, very yeah. different than... Yeah, that's, I think that's very now. true. I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I do have I friends. Agree. Yeah. It's only like yeah, in the last few decades that it's come out like just how, like like like, the amount of horrible shit isn't like food products, you know. Oh yeah, Quote that's unquote. true. And just to think like with the, the, the lack of regulations like way back when. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. So many metals. So when many they didn't have to put down what the ingredients were at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. And and you know what? I mean, the basic fundamental essence of capitalism let's make it we got to make money as yeah. much money as we can if it's a corporation they need to consider it separate it's a money maker they actually care less about the health yeah. and they, and you know they, their own kids are probably eating this, these products and, but I look you know even today you know it's, it's really hard to read around those labels you know or, or in terms of what's packaged you know it'll be natural you know yeah. but it'll be flavored it's, you know, not, it's, natural, it's a natural flavor. Natural flavor. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's not the actual flavor. You know? Yeah, no, they weave words oh. beautifully. And then, and there's and there are legal, specific legal ways you can frame your language, um, such such that like it, can be, it would be considered 100 percent beef, right? So you're thinking beef. It's mean, only beef. <laughs> it's, a, it's only, it's only beef. Yeah. but no, it, but like beef includes the tongue, their eyes. You know, it's still a cow, yeah. and there. But there, there's actually percentages. If it's 100 percent beef, it only has to be 92 percent or something. And it's the same thing with pharmaceuticals. Like, you, like the generics are the same as the as the original brand. The generic, by law, this I know, has to be 75 percent identical <laughs> to the thing that you think. You know, wow. And they tell you it's the same thing. It's Somewhere not the same. Yeah. Wow to the original mm-hmm. formula 75 percent that means 25 percent is completely here so <laughs> right. you're expecting the same result from something that it can be and will probably will be 25 percent different now. you can squeeze yeah. a lot in that 25 percent. oh yeah a lot of fillers yeah well again the language oh yeah, yeah. they'll skirt anything they first can of all the, the, the language is designed like beef <laughs> beef or pork you don't say pig or cow because immediately 
yeah. it raises the issue of the reality of the situation, which is yeah. which is horrendous. You, you, you see these animals are treated. I mean, there's one there's one video I saw where they literally had cows jumping into this massive. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, the cheese grater. Yeah, the industrial size cheese grater. This yeah. animal is one after the other being marched into this grater. You know, yeah. you know, now with a little bit of like Valium or something. <laughs> right. <They're> like, ah, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, you see, he's down there about here, and the grater completely chewed up and non-existing. I mean, that's not the way, so the way we want to be. That's that right. vibe times two, you know, millions. Billion, yeah. Out in the air, isn't a good thing. I don't think. That's oh, how we roll. Yeah. No, and it, it's like I, I was sitting in a McDonald's years ago. Yeah. And you just start to do the math. Yeah. About first. How much? How many burgers a McDonald's goes through in, in one McDonald's? Oh right, it's it's, it's, it's by seconds. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how they make they make good money. Yeah. But you yeah. Go, how do you make money selling hamburgers for ninety nine cents? Right. It's, it's <laughs> if you make two cents, then you make one. That's what I'm saying. But it's, yeah. you're right. It's like right, and you combine in one place. Right, and then you think all the fast food joints and all you know all around. Unbelievable. Like, that's a lot of cows and a lot of other stuff right. that they're yeah. right. sliding in there. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you take the percentage of just the net burgers consumed, like oh, 25% of that. Like, how many burgers could you just make out of, like, plastic and hydrogenated shit? <laughs> yeah, know? but, I mean, the weird thing is that even if they're making out of the best, what, let's say the best example normally would be if they claim that it's whatever it is as opposed to something that's cheaper, one would think that the thing would be healthier as it is, but... Beef isn't particularly, you know, it would be argued, that's not a real, a real healthy thing, if it's real fatty, for instance. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, yeah. like, the all-natural, you know, if you, if you, like, yourself slaughtered the cow oh, yeah. and, like... You, you, you get grass-fed and, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be better. That's not really. how big industry works, you know, that's not how you feed. I remember it was, like, 10 years ago, even, it was, like, over 99 billion served, like, I'm wondering now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sick, I mean, I and I don't know any way around it. Because if you think about it, if you stopped it, let's say you took a position, this is cruel and everybody agreed with you, and we don't need to be doing this. Plus, the methane and stuff that's releasing from these animals that are kept mm. is, is, is responsible for something like a third of the of the air pollution, et cetera, that we so greenhouse say, gas, yeah. gases and all that sort of stuff. So there's lots of good reasons not to do that, but so in principle, for me anyways, just ethics of, when it comes to animals that are sentient, you, know, you talk about a clam or something. I'm not. I'm not particularly sympathetic. Right. These cows, you know, they're and they have little calves. They separate. The, the, you know, the mama is crying for, yeah. for days. Yeah. The little baby. Goes, I see videos of that. Yeah. Like yeah. You cows see it's crying a, while they're going like, yeah. into the shoot. Like, wow, this is fucking. Oh, awesome. they're all crying. You know, yeah. Just, and fun. they get and these calves are like going insane. And then and then they have the thing that they, the milk fed calf that they make for veal or yeah. Yeah. Where um they, they literally. That he lives his whole life, or she, whatever, in a, in a cage, so they don't get any muscles. They, yeah, they're really tender with this milk fit stuff. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta promote Kobe beef forms, we gotta import them here to America, you know, massage <laughs> yeah. the cows their entire life, and feed them beer and shit. <laughs> That'd be a lot, a lot more humane, I think. Yeah, just, <laughs> but I mean, that's just do? if you're a sentient being, and amongst the reasons you can tell they, they are, is that they. Understand who their mommy is. Yeah, you know? and no, they, they understand that they exist. They're smart. I mean, oh yeah, look, look, look how we treat dogs. Yeah, I can. And they say pigs will learn more. You yeah. ever see that on TV or something where a guy, mm. the, the pig does three hundred something tricks? Wow. Yeah. You shouldn't be eating something that does three hundred something tricks, unless you eat the dog too. 
for breakfast, you know, besides eggs. Right. Yeah, I just don't get it. And everybody thinks about pig ears. That, that, that argument doesn't get you. If you're, like, yeah, if you're like face to face with this animal, though, you can tell it's like kind of got your number, you know. For oh, example, yeah, its head at least is bigger than yours, you know, and it's just yeah. like this giant, like, oh, yeah, being just like staring you down, right? As like, but we're so, like, I mean, as the as the superior or as the highest ranked, let's say the A, you know, the cleverest, the, yeah, yeah. Of, the, of the whole chain, yeah, one would think there, there'd be some compassion and that we come in, but there's there, it's not, it, it's more. What you're used to, people mm -hmm. aren't gonna are gonna change, and then and the other thing is, I can make money on it. Just mm -hmm. think about every, and I'm putting out farming and everything, but what it doesn't cost a farmer once you've got the you know original animals, and those animals are what they are. Now the, the animal has eight little horsies or something, and I I'm making money on that. I didn't do shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feed the guys; they do something. But you give them I'm not having labor, you know. You give them, yeah, yeah, you know, general upkeep. I guess I think I have rights to my own kids, maybe. But. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why limit it to animals? You know? Yeah, right. We got to overflow yeah. prisoners or something. You know? <laughs> oh God, that's a whole other thing. So yeah, food <laughs> definitely wasn't the same. Oh no, that's yeah. very true. And that probably does have something to do with the way people aged. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Even they yeah. say that, you know, the size differences between an American and, let's say, a, a people of, a, 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 not backward, but a country that's not eating as wholesomely, so to speak, or mm -hmm. as, much, as much protein. Right. Yeah. Is, it may be responsible for that. I don't know. You know how Oriental people tend to be slightly, if you took the average Harder. height wise. <laughs> <laughs> Except for some yeah, of them. Like yeah. al alkaline breakfast instead of you know yeah. just like you know, just juices and you know yeah like meat and shit and eggs and all these yeah yeah it's got I guess what's happened is that it's gotten we've gone too far over the edge you know as a as a country that you know, had the advantage we're, we're just like, of a higher caloric uh, you know persuasion I guess we just need more, <laughs> more well yeah yeah I don't know but yeah so. So I have the luxury. First of all, if you live to be sixty-nine, mm -hmm. you are, you're. I'm at least feeling like. So if I, let's say something terrible happened, or at least as far as I'm concerned, and I, I got I die tomorrow, I still I don't feel. I feel like okay, I got kids, I got grandchildren. I have children. I've kind of done my biological reproduction thing. If you want to get real, you know, mushy about it, you say they live on as you know, in a sense. You, you've achieved immortality. Yeah, yeah right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, since there's all that thing. I may as well go to sleep. You know, I don't feel that way, but I, I, I get that. That's another aspect of it. You're, you're like, in other words, you're 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 doing something. People say, let's say, smoking cigarettes. Not that I am encouraging smoking cigarettes, and I only started when I was 36 years old for specific reasons. But um, now, I, I'm smoking much less than I was. But still. Awesome. So when everybody says, anybody says to me, look, you're slowly suffocating yourself. You're putting something that your, your lungs can't handle. And it's going to ultimately, even the quality of your life, if you're living, is it's compromised because you're, 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 you can't catch your breath. That, that was more persuasive to me when I was like 40, you know, when I was like, hey, 69, I'm going, I think, yeah, what, what am I, what am I gonna, what, I'm not going to make the Olympics this year. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I can't sprint it in 10 seconds, uh, nine, 9.4 nine 
Second hundred hundred yard dash now. Just, right. just breathe twice as deep on every breath. You know, <laughs> practice the pranayama. Breathe, you know, Wim Hof breathing techniques. Oxygenate that shit. Yeah, I mean, and that's even when you think about the whole uh, the whole virus issue that we we've been dealing with. Yeah. Um, and and the fact that they were apparently, and I've never understood this, but you guys may know something about it. Like with COVID, and like if a person died or is written down as having died. As a result of the the, the uh, COVID uh, bacteria virus, yeah. um, they got more money than if they were written down as having died at the institution, hmm. hospital. I mean, there's a, I know that's a fact, yeah. but I don't know how or why that was done. So people die. You know, I mean, you got a 96 year old guy comes in, not feeling very well. <laughs> this may be his time's up. Then, if there was no more people writing down, you just died of old age. COVID was around, and obviously, you you know, if a guy's that old and he's sitting in a hospital, and so he's going to have he's going to exhibit symptoms that could be considered like COVID, or he may even catch it real quick. Yeah. yeah. But um, to, to what what would be the reason for giving more money to an institution? For treating a coat, maybe because they get federal money back or something, and the supplies that they need to treat that, oh. they get money for the supplies, yeah. you know, whatever. Goes Some people got really rich on this whole thing. Yeah. yeah, it's very sad. Yeah, it's strange, man. I mean, fuck. Well, you know, it's going to come down it's to a big egg to crack. You know, at this point, it's, it's going to come down to some serious issues on on you know America. America or American citizens' freedoms. It's a template, and you, you can formulate many different dystopian futures right. on top of what's happened so far. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I never would have guessed it would happen. Like, I wouldn't either. I just heard. I just heard that it was one of the universities, like I think University of Maryland, or some university that had now taken the lead in terms of the institution saying you're coming back to school unless you're vaccinated yeah, and you right. have proof of it and stuff. Some, and there was a big, there was a challenge, understandably. Because then you, know, you want to be, you know, you should have certain freedoms and liberties. Exactly. And should the state? It's always a matter of balancing the state's interest and whatever they say their interest in health, welfare, yeah. right? versus the individual's interest, his own freedom, and somebody does. Mm-hmm. You know, do they have a right to, to, to tattoo on my head? I'm an idiot just because I'm an idiot. No, that's mm-hmm. nasty stuff. But and if I want, if I want to, if I want to tattoo myself, there are some terrible examples of this. It's like, I mean, yeah. Like crazy, I can do that. I think, yeah, there should just be limit, limitations to like how you know the persuasions are to like. Well, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about the vaccine. I really don't. I'm not. Yeah, the magic because if you don't get to, there are there are now apparently nothing. Trump. Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. There's about half of the states. The more Trump, the more right they are. Apparently, the, the greater percentage there are of people who not who will not get a vaccine. Yeah. They're saying they're going to do it. They, if they have to fight to their grave, but you know that kind of. Because they don't trust it, a because you know, yeah, who no, can you trust anymore? No real reason to exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then the other, the other thing is, well, you know, right? They also don't trust the the, the med- they don't understand or right. not that they ever did the the, the medicine. You know, my attitude is, you, you know, if the die if, the, if there are a lot, your doctor, my doctor, if I go to him, yeah. that's the best advice I can. You know, and I, I should leave it at whatever he says. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't I can't start claiming I can research better than he can. Yeah. Something he's been studying and practicing for 20, 30 years. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the overwhelming sentiment, as I understand it, of the medical community was that this is a very wise thing to do. Now, they then impose it on people. For like, right. Yeah. It, but then again, if you, if you don't you don't reach a certain percentage, like it, you don't get that herd immunity. So, you know, you, you can really, the people that aren't getting the vaccine 
could um, could could screw up, screw the whole thing yeah. up. Well, I'm sure there's a whole lot, like a large percentage of you know our species that like you know don't need it because their immune system. Oh yeah, stands is healthy enough to like. But they're still they're not giving it to little all, kids. Yeah, you know we've all at this point been exposed to it, so and you know it's like we're we're both not keeled over. We've probably been coughed on someone who's had the cooties. So yeah, it's like you know for an older you know older person on their sort of deathbed, very you know immune oh, yeah. compromised. I guess yeah. it would make sense, but it's not like you know you you don't want to just be injecting some shit with a. A list yeah. of ingredients too long to read. That's just oh like, my god! It doesn't even stay in one place. Right. That and goes, you don't. Go ahead, continue, continue. Yeah, you know, it just goes through your whole circulatory system, crosses the blood-brain barrier, because that's how it. You know, Absolutely. It stays. It's supposed to stay in one spot. You know, it's like your body, um, you know, recognizes whatever's been injected right. and creates right. the antibodies to it's fight a, it. But this vaccine, you know, permeates the entire. Goes right. throughout the entire. It's body. like cancer almost, but it's not cancer. I mean, but it is. It, 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 if your body had cancer, those cancer cells would make cancer cancer. Is they just grow out of control, yeah. and your normal immunities yeah. don't stop it. Well, yeah. this this thing is kind of doing the, maybe the opposite or whatever. Your body is supposed to learn how to fight it off by its exactly. presence. That's how it's, it can do that. You know, it doesn't need. It, it is kind of complex. You know? I'm not kidding. But to re to, but to do the, to, re to restructure your RNA, uh, you know, the directives. Yeah, inject yourself with an RNA replicase, which is like uh, adding, it's just, adding a code to your genetics. Now, that might be considered up. absolutely like normal medicine in 50, 100 years. And that may be, the, if, it, if, if, it is, if it works, it probably is a cure to cancer and all kinds of other things. They can just program your body. If they can program your body to beat this virus, they can probably program your body. And they've isolated what these cells are that are cancerous. They could, man, they could program fucking anything. I mean, they, they've programmed the, they've written the constitution in genetic code, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like you yeah. can, it, it's at such a... It's, it's really, it's to my mind, it's like, mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's they are, like, are they already farming precision. parts? Like, human body parts? Yeah, oh, they could, anyway. They, oh, they, yeah, they, no, they, ghost organs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, you could, I'm sure, at some point in the future, it'll be the norm to, like, really yeah. print a template for uh, sure. you know any organ and then right. just inject the genetic material right. and boom you have a new right. heart right there right. let alone even the, if you I understand that for instance it, way back when the Soviet Union used to take particularly athletes that may have died in a car accident or something you want to get them in there still like you know, the heart's still right. breathing you, you, you take you inject right out of their pituitary gland um, Ooh, yeah. the uh, human growth hormone and if you take that stuff and pop it into yeah. an ill 65 year old, mm -hmm. you'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, yeah. they, they just take. No, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they like, could become normal again. It's yeah. like my. my, my well, Same, wow. it happened, Alzheimer's, it would happen with cancer. Yeah. Or like and it would happen with muscle. One of my father's clients, wow. I mean, when it gets to the stem cell level, like the basic building block. Right. You know, they, from what I understand, it's like, you know, the, the, these these two girls, right? Lesbians, they're, they're a couple, just had a baby with the, uh, the one partner's, you know. Genetics. They they extracted stem cells from like oh, a yeah. tumor or something, yeah. and flushed it in like baths. Like something to do with testosterone. Right. You know? They right. treated it in this petri dish. Oh, so it would be a boy, or it wouldn't be a boy. They manufactured sperm cells out of her genetic wow. material and inseminated out of her. Out of her. Yeah. So it's like these two people Whoa. had an actual like child. Wow, that is just that is them. just like the, yeah. any other in terms of no, it's crazy. Male, female, normally. Um, I know a doctor, he was like, you know. That's going, outrageous. I never yeah. heard of that. Yeah. They made sperms, sperm, yeah. actual sperm. Yeah. Now, there was, 
This is, a, this is a good thing that we just in like you know, like in New York City or something because like this is when people start you know, coming in and throwing rocks. <laughs> but I, I was just about to talk about the Immaculate Conception. You know, Immaculate Conception. Yeah, right? we don't with Mary, who was like 16 years old, I was checking down. There's some there's illegal <laughs> yeah, ramifications. Yeah, the but that that's really that was way that was way ahead of its time. You got to give God credit for that. <laughs> yeah, so no, a, he was he was doing it first. He yeah. did it first, and now they're doing it now. You're saying they had, they, that's an immaculate, or it could be. Somebody it's, needs to go back and explain to Joseph. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> don't feel bad. What happened? Yeah, don't the poor bad. guy, man. <laughs> it's okay, bro. <laughs> well, that's that was really that's really that's I think there's a little bit of deception there. Like, like, how would you in real life? Now, of course, I realize it's immaculate, so really nothing's happening. But mm-hmm. if something is happening, I mean, you are bearing the child of something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not voluntarily, I don't think. I mean, it wasn't like there was a discussion where she was, you know, she was on a computer program or something. <laughs> she had her own website, I want to have immaculately conceived babies. And then beyond that, you had to get past, you had to have a Joseph there, right, who's being told. That he, you know, he's supposed to stand there and be responsible for this baby, with everybody knowing that it's actually, you know, Jesus. Right, he was the baby. first baby daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't think they were married yet, were they? Cool stuff. Mm. Him and, yeah. him I'm and, not sure. And I, I do understand. They, they, somebody, I heard a woman talk about this recently. Not a comedian or anything. She was just saying that they've they've taken like measurements and stuff that are used in the Bible for periods of time, mm. and they've calculated. How old Mary was at the time of the Immaculate Conception? Uh, this was young Pickens. It's pretty creepy. This, yeah. was under, <laughs> this was under 16 years old. Okay. You know, now, that, as far as I'm concerned, hey, you they cre- didn't give a fuck. Man. You created us. <laughs> you, know, you want to take a pick and take a pick, but apparently, you know, they chose well. Well, what's interesting is so I, I took a, a number of Talmud classes. Okay. And um, one of the things that they covered in, in Talmud class which is pretty much, if you've ever read through the Talmud, yes. it's like a forum. Yeah, yeah. And it's a bunch of rabbis <laughs> debating when when a, a, a girl is officially a woman. So it goes along these lines with yeah, Mary. Because, because, it's, because uh, I get it, yeah. So they, it's about four different rabbis arguing in text, and what they land on, what they all agree to say, okay, this is what we're going to we're gonna do. Is oh my God. two pubic hairs. Oh wow! Like that's so wow. not one, two, and somebody's got to do the checking. Now, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> two pubic hairs. Two. Let's that's the woman. Well, boys, For, boys are men at thirteen, and they want to know, like, okay, when can we kick in these dowries? When can yeah. we marry her off? Right. When is that okay and not okay? Yeah. But when it's can two. She, of course, so that's it's funny. Can't yeah. just be one. It's got to be two. Two, I mean, t- by today's standards, because people are going up earlier. You have 12-year-olds. 12, 12 Who knows? Who knows, yeah. right? I don't know anyone, but I know. Yeah. I mean, they were talking about that. You can expect, if you have a female, that she's going to go through her ma- mystical, magical, bloodletting period. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the moon time. Yeah. yeah, sometime around age 12 now, or maybe before that. Yeah, 11, 13. But, but it's gonna, it, it was cons- consistently... You'd see little girls walking around age 10 with a bra. You know, and that right. can go back to food. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's and true. The girls probably, in general, having to be more self-reliant, you know, more to up against, they're probably just more wiser and smarter and to be them with. And, like, yeah, you could, you know, 
the average 13 year old back then was probably that's, that's ahead of their game yeah. than like a 20 year old. Though they married back earlier back then. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe they may not have a choice yeah. in that. And they didn't live as long either. No, they didn't. That's probably why. It's like they were probably getting married right. you know. Yeah. Like, like, I'm going to get 20 if they don't like, find like, a wife or I'm 69. Like I can get married again. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just really got to be sure. Security. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a weird thing. You know, if if you so you think there should be a, a law? I'm just arguing that but there should be a law against men like me, let's say, thinking of reproducing and having more kids at age 69. It's like irresponsible. That's like laying the responsibility at the foot of the government almost. <laughs> How long am I going to be around? Till the child's 40. Let's say the child's around until the child's 40. I'd have to be 120 years old. Yeah. See, that's like the oldest person that's ever lived I mean, it. who was it I'm not really sure of this I heard it years ago but apparently Andrew Jackson still has a living grandchild or something <laughs> someone up in the 70s and they yeah. knocked someone up you know, did you say Andrew yeah. or Michael Andrew Jackson Andrew Jackson yeah, the yeah, president $20 bill yeah apparently he has a grand or a great grandchild oh, oh, oh okay okay wow. that was like in high school someone well there, there have been some I've seen you know but, I mean, in the 40s, if you're, it's, I think up to age 40, they consider healthy for a woman. Mm-hmm. And then after 40, if she's going to bear a child, they consider her high risk just because of her age. Mm. Now, shouldn't that apply to men? Nah, I mean, they okay. kind of have the bum end of the stick on that deal. Women, you know, they they got to, like, manufacture well, now, the actual person. Well, now you don't need a man, apparently. If they That's it, it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could take these in this house. I hate to say it. If they, if it, <laughs> they, if they, if it it's all a matter of need. Stuff. I mean, it's not a matter of want to desire. All that stuff, romance, it's need. I mean, you get really down to it. And need being things like like the uh, genetic, <clears throat> or like, yeah, genetic proclivity toward nesting or yeah. something when you become a certain age of a woman. And there you are, and, you, know, you can see it, you can feel it. They're not kidding around anymore. I mean, <laughs> they got test tubes now. I mean, I think the fetus even is obsolete at this point. You know, <laughs> Jeez, but they just got the code. It they can take code. your genetic code. It can, and yeah, the genetic code Forever. can be taken and, by you know a matrix such as you know the the computer. It can right. exist. You know. Oh no, I know they have that. I'm sure three D. Uh, you think people are? You think there's a a, a, a prejudice? Like, I I do actually. That there's a, some sort of prejudice like that 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 your any as a matter of fact, your age does fall into a protected class. Like race, religion, you know, you, people are not supposed to be discriminated against mm-hmm. in employment based on age. Right. Bullshit. <laughs> you're going to hire us. You're going to hire me. Yeah. I mean, depending on the situation. Yeah, yeah well, they call they're, it ageism. Yeah, they call it ageism. Ageism. When you discriminate against somebody based on their age. Right. Well, if you're looking for someone to, like, shovel a fucking, like, yeah, outside well, there you go. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, uh, no, that, but that's a, I think it's a legitimate I think the question is if, the, if, if somehow you are qualified in every other way other than your age or color or whatever the thing is that they're really not hiring you for mm-hmm. um, you know it might just be answering the phone or something like that but they know you're not going to be probably the longest term employee right. and they're like if they're going to invest money yeah, they're, they're looking for that yeah. they're like is he fishing for retirement or what the fuck's going on <laughs> but it only applies I know in the United States you know, according to the Americans with Disabilities Act, to age forty and over, I don't know. You know, so I don't know where that's coming from. Hmm. Forty. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're old. It's considered discriminatory. If you can't come up with a good reason not to hire somebody as compared to the other, the rest of the pool, and it, other than that, they they were over forty, they went just like I would. Right. 
So you're already, you're already done by the time you're 40 when you think about it, in terms of being an old man. Mm. <laughs> According <laughs> to them, man. According to them. According to the law. Right. No, and, and, and when it comes to disability. 35. <laughs> That's considered a discipline. Well, yeah, you're considered, you fall into the class of people protecting against discrimination based on age. If you're 40, they have to pick some number. Right. A 40 seems pretty generous. Yeah. Like when you hire a 40 or two year old. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're good at what they do, you know. Yeah, you still got. You, I mean, if you look at, you still got twenty, thirty years to get at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Before we started recording, um, we, we chatted a little bit about your time in law, which was a big hunk of your life. Mm -hmm. um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So how, you know, how, um, in terms of you and and before that, right? You know, what what kind of things were you doing before you decided to go down that road? And what led you down that road? Down the road in law or, or, or away from law? Oh, so no, I'm law. sorry. Of, like, your your career in law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, back then, um, it, was, it, was, it was the most noble of, you know, uh, hippie thinking to think. And I remember, I thought that way, that you could change the world, you know. I mean, literally. And the best way to do it for me seemed to be through the law. Right. You know? Um, Fuck you. but not, not because I wanted to go out and play golf with people or because I wanted to be highbrow with, you know, the Clintons or something. Yeah. Right. Never even, this wasn't where I was coming from, but I was coming from things like veg, being a vegetarian, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, anything that I believed in like that, or just, you know, civil rights, you know, the things that, that, that mattered. What are you going to do about it if you're not in, in the, you don't know the law, or you, you know, you're not... So the, my thinking, which is, is not accurate, was that if this would empower me, well, some of it's accurate, to admit, at a minimum defend myself. In other words, it's like the, the old West. You know, you, the guy who's the fastest gun is the, is the guy you got to be afraid of and you, you stay away from him. And I figured this is the way I can protect my family and myself against this rather, that's really what I was thinking, against this world that doesn't seem so particularly friendly. And I, and I, and I stand by that. No, but they like to make major changes in the institution. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I found out that that's a bigger. Uh, yeah, it's an artificial so. world we live in, you know, and that's like the framework of it. And who knows what's really going on now? You so listen to these cons conspiracies about, <laughs> you know, the, the the what is it? The, what do they call them? The uh, legalese? No, no. I mean, people who are in government but are controlling things without being seen. The the. Uh, the elite, the, the, the elite, uh, the, the, the cabal of yeah, like, the cabal. Oh, that's the, yeah, pulling the shots, listening to the. And, oh man, I've seen some <laughs> some videos about the about the um, the, the Rothstein family. Rothschild, or, Rothschild, um, Rothschild. That's one of them. Rothschild, man. They, I mean, they're it's just nasty. I mean, they, yeah, those those. There's several royal noble bloodlines that are. I'm sure have still have their hands on the pulse. Well, Maybe not for long. Who knows? But the Rothschilds, I mean. They apparently, I mean, is there such a thing as Robert a World Bellis Bank? Too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I, I mean, so. you know, the money, when we talk about having, a, I don't know how much of a, a, a national debt, um, theoretically, that's owed to the Rothschilds. I mean, that's, that's a nasty, I don't think it's quite that simple. Yeah. Oh, but, like um, their fucking 14th, like, heart transplant or whatever, yeah. Right. They, they got a big bill, I bet. <laughs> yeah. So but, um, and even things like, you know, you know, people. I did. I did pursue like criminal defense work. It turned out, and mostly it was not mostly. Well, mostly it was you know things like 
drug offenses and like, which were it's very interesting to work with. They became like a specialty. Uh, where the people I knew and liked, um, some of them were engaging in such rogue activities as smoking marijuana, which, which back then it was like, yeah, I mean, literally, you, you could, yeah. they didn't hang you for it, but you may as well. So, yeah. by what year is this? Um, it's, I graduated law school in the 77. Okay. A long time ago. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and in 77, yeah, that same year is when I first started practicing law. So, Here's my perspective on the practice of law. Mm-hmm. First five years, no matter where, where you went to law school or who you are, how smart you are, so dumb, unless you have a family that's all lawyers. Now that, because then you probably, doesn't take five years. You've been providing, you know, you've been thinking like a lawyer for a long time. First five years, you have no clue. I, I, I would never go to an attorney that's just fresh out of law school or something. Because they're not teaching, they're teaching you, quote, unquote, how to think like a lawyer. Because you know everything about the cases. And you know how to argue and stuff. You just know how to argue. But they just fill your head up. I got to the point uh, in my third year of law school where you could premise, you give me any premise, you know, abortion, good or bad. I, I could argue both of them right off the top of my head. I, could, I mean, the full argument in terms right. of you know, freedom of choice, the, the, the constitutional based point. And then on the other hand, we're not killing babies, you know, and anything. It would be, and it would be it would come down like, do I go to a movie tonight? Well, not a very <laughs> straight up, not, not real good. Yeah, I mean, really bad. And I'm, and then, and then this, this friend of mine said, uh, "You do it right." He says, "You don't have to make the choice. You know, you personally don't make choice. Now, of course, in my, my own life, it, it, it was not a help to be able to in your own head go, okay, well, is this? Well, yeah, I mean, is this?" Do I now press on the, the gas so I can move my car? Or do I sit here because maybe something's going to happen? But, I, yeah. mm. but that, that's not helpful. But in terms of making a living, this friend of mine said, what you do is you decide which side you can make no more money on. There you go. That's the one you argue if you have an opportunity. And then the other thing was with, with criminal law, um, let's suppose you hear about these people who have like a really good record. Like in ours, and there are attorneys out there who, you know, may have like f- five guilty verdicts, yeah. and ninety-five percent not guilty. You go, Whoa, this guy must be. Good. Has a lot to do with the case you agree to take, you know. Yeah. And I at least was aware of that. And then the, no, I and I, unless I believed the guy was innocent, and didn't have a problem if he would, well, he'd have to be either innocent or. He may be factually guilty, but I think people should be going to jail for that. Just I mean, I don't, that's where I was coming from. Then I would, I, I, I would, I would represent them. But that's that, that's why I wasn't losing cases because I just I felt something about that those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very. I mean, everybody who has any any business, let's say, just business in general. If you have a business, I don't know anybody who it was a candle maker or a TV repairman. Or they they're in a, they're an entertainer whatever it is you're into it yeah yeah you, know, you think about it you sleep you know you're gonna marry somebody who's of similar just you can't, you can't sleep at night because how many candles have left in interesting candles because my old buddy was a candle maker mm. and he was just going on and on about you know his fears about candles now you, you take that and just that same mental state and and transfer it over to a person who's dealing with the freedoms particularly in criminal law of <laughs> in their life are they going to jail for five years or not mm. worst case are they going to get a death penalty 
you know, and and I'm saying in some cases, yeah, they should be getting a death penalty, you know, but that's a that's an extreme, uh, difficult uh, areas just to deal with people, you know, like so you're sitting there waiting for the jury to render a verdict, and you say, yes, I'm my, I agree, I'm not the one that's going to jail, but still you're sitting right. there with people, and if it didn't work out well, the family, it's just you're like, hey. Kids, which, you know, I mean, the law is heartless like that. Yeah, you, you, you know, have you ever seen, have you ever heard of somebody who is a father of 12, comes into court for sentencing with his wife, his mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, 12 children. He is the only, all females. Right. So he's, 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 the, he's the male yeah. leader of the household and he's able to provide them with food, et cetera, et cetera. You stick him in jail now. Uh, they're gonna starve. You're gonna have twelve children. They're oh, gonna no. be out. Probably fucks everything up. Yeah. Completely. Fuck. You know, they're gonna. They're gonna be. They're now gonna be. Take, you know, they're gonna be feeding off the tit of the government. That sort of thing. Yeah. Not relevant. Not relevant. He committed the crime. He spends the time. No, no, fuck yeah. And that's just heart wrenching. Hmm. Yeah. You, 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 you so is that something that you've oh, seen? What's that? You've seen that happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been sitting with people. You know. I can't imagine. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just not even, it's not even, what do you do? You know, yeah. I used to say, so it's tough to be a doctor, right? Because you're dealing with life and death situations sometimes. Right. But the person's not conscious. You know, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, as you're sitting there playing with your brain cancer, you, you actual operation, I realize the stakes are high, but they're not, they're not looking at you. Oh my God. Are you, you sure know? about that, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you're sitting right next to this person who's literally got, right. I, mean, I used to use that analogy because can't, Cancer, if you've got a certain kind of criminal um, enforcement activity aimed at you, you know, you're considered the bad guy right. for whatever reason. And they may, it may be because you're the leader of some gang or something, mm. or you know, involved with the mafia or whatever. If they've got you targeted, that includes the IRS, you know, any other. Yeah, yeah, the DA. The and they, they'll come in all together. You know, see all these different jackets around the FBI, yeah, yeah, yeah. CIA. Um, they're, 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 you're in a really bad... It's like you have cancer. And the only way... It's a minor miracle if you ever get yourself you know, out of that. And unfortunately, toward the, the last... Probably seven to ten years of my practice, that's the stuff I was doing. I was being, going out of Florida you know, for this guy and I was like, you know, lecturing, and uh, and I just happened to have developed a reputation, mm. only because, you know, it was just circumstantial, and because I was taking only cases that I, you know, thought I could win. Right. That was that was nobody ever told me that, but it was just I wasn't going to stand up there and, but I, I yeah, wanted to win. Gotta make love. I wanted man. to win. I won. You know, I mean, and I'm saying it's weird to say. I used to tell my client, my clients, I mean, this is just kind of good advice, I think, but it, I would say. If because like bands, for it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. If 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 you're my client and we're in trial, you have to be looking at me. If I'm standing there vomiting, you have to look at me like I'm brilliant, or else that jury. If if, if you know, like let's say I'm saying something, and you're looking at me like this, like what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> the jury's gonna adopt that attitude. Whereas if I'm no matter, I mean, so it may not be a brilliant delivery, and there are gonna be areas where everybody has a lapse. But if you just continue to look at me like that makes sense. <laughs> they may let they may let it ride. You want to you want to be found not guilty. You you need to be fully supportive of me. And my whole secret, I thought, was I never until the very end when when you address the jury, but during the whole 
piece mm-hmm. because it's very dramatic in a sense. But during the whole courtroom, cross-examination, examination, I never looked at the jury. You know how these people kind of, they stand back and they, they want to, to I did that. The they, they, yeah. So I got, the, I got them looking at the jury, all right, but they're, they're looking at me, but the jury gets the feeling they're looking at, that, that's good. Okay. And on occasion, you give, give a little look over. But you know, you're on TV. You know, you're at your place as an entertainer, too. There's, 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 oh, if you're in a band, and you've got a band member who's looking at you like you're some douchebag playing bass <laughs> guitar, you're fucked up. No, you're it's, done. it's 100% just how you conduct yourself. Really? 100%. And how, I mean, people don't, don't get that. You know, I've seen it in successful enterprises numerous times where even the president of the United States and his wife, you've seen that, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. no, he's and he's he's making no sense at all. Happy guy, yeah. like happened right. like Vince's Reagan. The entire time he's he's talking, I'm going. Where do you get the? Where? It seems that the sales pitch has diminished quite a bit in just quality yeah. and overall. Yeah, authenticity. Yeah. No, but it makes a huge difference. So, what's the advantage of not looking at the jury? Well, because you because by looking at the jury, you you raise the you raise the um, prospect. Of, I think, you know, I, this is my game as as an attorney. In other words, look at me how smart I am. Now that's nice. I can look at the jury if I'm addressing them, and I would on, on behalf of uh, my, my client. So I would look at them and I'm addressing them. But what I wouldn't do, and what a lot of people do, is I'll ask a question that, that's going to like twist up. It's a nasty question. It's, it's a question that you can tell the cops not going to like answering. Then I would look over to the jury and go. Yeah, that cute am I. That that just blows the whole thing. You know? Yeah, you gotta, yeah, because now I'm no, I've broken character. Yeah, and I, I, you've seen that. I've seen that with comedians sometimes. They're very funny. Then all of a sudden they sort of break. They they like before they tell the joke they start laughing. Yeah. You know, oh, you're so funny, Mister Sosa. Get off the scene. I don't, I don't like the guy anymore. So there right. is a, there is an element of representation. That's you know, that's a very. Um, I mean, you, it, it, any interaction between people is significant, I suppose it could be. But to represent them in a, a situation where the stakes are high, even if it's not criminal law, let's say it's a divorce or custody, mm-hmm. it's just unbelievable how much weight is on the, you know, for those people. Yeah. And, how, and hence, that translates through you. Because I'm the one that's got to somehow tell the, uh, the... The analogy I liked was the judge is like the... Uh, the judge, I suppose, would be the the. Uh, it depends. Could either be the 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 uh, the, the cook or the chef. Mm-hmm. He's the ultimate judge. So yeah. I'm and I'm the attorney representing the person who's the, the waiter is representing the person who wants a well a, a rare steak. I want rare steak. I want rare steak. You go tell it. So he goes into the kitchen. He goes rare steak. He goes fuck. You know, I'm not gonna make a rare steak because <laughs> he's the judge. He'll do whatever he does. I've said what I, you know, I made it very clear, I want a rare steak. I told my waitress that. The waitress goes back, she has no power over that judge. But he'll cook it anyway he wants it, and for whatever reason. He wants to screw her up, you know, make it well done, and I get all pissed. But the, the bottom line is, I will get a rare steak or not, hinging very much on how she presents or has been presented, what kind of relationship she has with the chef. Now, that's real simplistic by comparison to what's happened with the judge, but it, it isn't. It isn't not. It isn't not analogous. I mean, it is analogous. Right. And that sucks. You know, so that, that part is there. Okay. When Politics. you 
when you were in the in the courtroom, was there also certain methods you'd have to interact with the other lawyers, like the prosecution? Yeah, yeah. Um, my attitude was, um, there was no no. I tell you, there's two there's two two versions to that question. Number one would be, let's say the person I'm cross examining, in a say it's in a, in a custody case, is the mother of the or grandmother of the, the one litigant. Who I'm, who I'm against, right? right? If I'm an idiot, right? And I've seen attorneys do this. And when they did this, I, I would just sit there and then I would literally look at the jury and go, <laughs> this, they beat the shit out of his grandmother. You know, she says, oh, you know, Johnny, he knows how to take care. I've seen him take such beautiful care. Uh, he's much better than her. You know, the temptation is to jump all over this fucking old bitch. And if you do, your jury's going to hate you and your, <laughs> your guy's not going to get custody. So I would just let the lady say her thing. I, I would never have any questions because if I even by having a question, it, I'm like, I'm not looking like the guy. I should be looking like. Okay. Let her go. Now, <clears throat> if it was, but when it's when it's opposing counsel, I would fist fight him. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I it, it was not uncommon. I mean, it happened to me six times that there were actually brawls, but you know, I, really? I would just oh, I'd be doing. Nasty stuff. Like, you know, you think about basketball. How these guys are playing basketball. Well, they're also going, your mother eats stickers. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or it's a <laughs> You know what I'm Sorry about that. No, I completely lost track of this being recorded. I just, several times I've been thinking, that, like, it's, 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 it's fine. It's fine. But, uh, There's no censorship on this show. So that's it's all good. good. Well, people know what I mean. Right? Yeah. It certainly didn't mean that. But, uh, uh, no, I, I would have, and it's the funniest thing is you read the court's transcripts of my fights. Uh-huh. Um, and it was, all I would do is like, if the guy was really tripping up, like he'd come back to his, he'd come back to his counsel table and I'd go, hey, that was brilliant. <laughs> you really, you know, what law school did you go to? You know, sort of, just like that kind of stuff. To the point that they erupted. I mean, I never punched, they were just beat on me for wow. 10 seconds. And he landed his case one. Really is, and not, not there's no guarantees, but you start you start getting that kind of sympathy going for you, whereas particularly it's a criminal matter, and now you got the the, 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 the prosecuting attorney is beating me up or trying to, yeah. and he's lost it completely because what appears to be a legitimate question, and they, they, it's so funny they 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 go yes, the the district attorney the attorney general goes your honor. Mr. Lynn continues to, you know, try to trip me up. You don't see that it's happening, but it's happening, you know, uh-huh. behind the scenes here. And I asked for a directive that he stopped doing that. And I, and that's when I go like, oh, I'm so savvy. Like this, this sort of thing. <laughs> but I'm in character, you know. Right. And they, people, they love it. They, the, the jury's just loving this. And uh, so I'll start doing it out loud. Like, I, like I'll make, because I've been told I shouldn't do that behind the scenes. Like you do it in basketball, you ever see these guys there? You can tell they're bad or boxing. You know, Mike yeah, Tyson get out of here. I'm fuck you. I'm biting off your ear. I mean, just crazy stuff. I, I would do that all the time with counsel. If yeah. I'm walking, if we walk, he's walking back to Jerry and he, and he fucked up at all. I go, let's say the question was, uh, how old are you to a woman who's, you know, middle age? You don't ask that question. There's no reason to ask that question. But they would, I would force them into getting like excited so that they would beat the shit out of the wrong people on cross-examination, like an old lady. Right. Mm. She's never, she's you never do. And if it, when it, but when it came to the prosecuting officer, if there was some issue, you know, I mean, 
if he's doing his job and he's testifying. But there, there are a lot of setups and stuff like that, you know. The only way to get your client off in that situation is to break the case. So I'd have to have somebody admit that they lied. Right. By having studied other cases that were related to this where his testimony was completely contradictory in terms of the date was say, for instance. And they wouldn't know I know that until the time came to do it. And then it was just literally a bloodbath you know, mm. to, to, to win the case. Mm. But, uh, you know, and then they talked to the juries afterwards and they go, oh, they thought, my, <laughs> they thought the attorney, that's me, was going to have a heart attack, you know, at a certain page, at a certain stage. And it was not. You know, it was all thought about in advance. It wasn't really a game or anything like that, but it's something that I became uh, it's probably too good at to, to, to continue to do it. It was very, I was a very, I, I would consider myself quite a disturbed individual. I mean, I had yeah. cases that were going on. The one that, that broke me for many reasons mm -hmm. was one that actually I went into partnership for that case with an attorney from New York was uh, went on for over a year that trial which is the pizza connection case and uh wow. I, and so i wasn't the guy trying in new york but i was representing the people as second you know counsel i'd be down in new york mm. actually my job as we discussed it was to keep the clients in you know in order okay which is not easy with these italians you know? no. right. uh, <laughs> but uh uh I mean, and some of these guys, I mean, it's very entertaining. It's fun to think about. It. And you see it in, in very often, like the attorney who's, you're an animal, you're an animal. You know, yeah, that yeah, whole thing yeah, in that yeah, one yeah. movie. They, yeah. That seems over the top. It's no. it's not over the top. It's like Dude, no. pretty mild. It must be brutal. It I, is brutal. I can't imagine like such the vivid, dark snapshot you would get of like just the human psyche as oh. well, you know, of just being in the, the, the criminal offense field. Right. Like, no, the, 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 the main problem really is that you're being asked to produce a result that is not within your power to guarantee you can produce. Yeah. You know, like if you want to have a quality podcast, you got a guy who probably is going to make sense to it. You got reasonable equipment. Yeah, it, may not be, it may not be brilliant, no thanks. It may not be brilliant, but you know, yeah, you got a decent day. Mine's black and white. I either win or lose. And that's every day for, I don't know, a good seven, ten years. And, and, and if I have cases... Like in Florida, or if I have a case in Oklahoma, or a case like in New York that's going on for over a year. Mm -hmm. By the way, the, the attorney who was my partner in it had a heart attack. So during during the wow. two 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 jurors, and I don't know how many other witnesses were were killed. You know, they just didn't show up the next day. And it was really nasty. I mean, that's where you start wondering what the, I, these, I I should have wondered what was going on. And these people were like killed. They actually killed them the, on, on. There were people getting killed standing on the course out steps and during the break. Oh fuck! Like on premises, just yeah. Like, now judges shit was going down on premises. Oh, and they and they, they would kill. You know, uh, yeah, the things were getting nasty, really yeah. nasty. There and there, if you lose, now you as the attorney, you the attorney. You're at the target, First of all, yeah. if you win, which I did in that particular situation, you're completely screwed. <laughs> I'm, I'm using. I mean, with the federal government, et cetera, they okay. want you bad, and they and, and this yeah. is my opinion. I can't. I can't prove this, but I know that like F. Lee Bailey, if he's still alive, is sitting in prison. I mean, a lot of these guys. You wonder, hey, all these all these attorneys, represent O.J. and stuff like the big those big teams. Yeah. Where are those guys? You know, 
believe me, they, they, they come in, you know, cause between your taxes and whatever else you might be doing, particularly if you're in a certain income bracket. Right. They, they want to take you out. And they're not kidding. And they do take people out. I, I know that. Uh, mm. And uh, I, you know, I was sort of, unfortunately, I got into that. That's what these, that's what they, they started thinking. I had cases, there's some up on the wall there where, you know, I, I'm suing now on behalf of a person who was thought to be a drug defendant who was in her, his house the evening that the police barge in. He's at the top of the stairs holding a teddy bear while he goes, he's like, they're not in the right house, it turns out. This man is at the top of the stairs holding a teddy bear that he's bringing into his son. The cop thinks it's a Uzi or something like oh, that, no. and they blow the fuck away. And, and then, then this is before they know they got the wrong house and stuff like that. They're taking pictures, and I have the pictures. They're taking pictures of, like, holding the dead man, the guy they just killed, oh, like as if he's like, like he's like he's like a trophy. Like it's t- yeah, each guy who was there, you know. Fuckers, yeah. Oh, each yeah. One, so they took individual, individual pictures. Wow. And I had this. I had this. I, I, I got. I never made it to that trial. Not to say there's good cops, because I've oh, yeah. dealt with some really good cops. Which oh yeah. Saved my life. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I but like that job description fits sociopaths to a fucking right. Key, you know, right. And psychos and fucking. That's where a lot of men. Well, I mean, you gotta ask yourself. If it were me, I, honestly, God, if I'm. If it's me and I'm in the field of you know some danger, yeah. I will shoot quick. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and so I just don't I don't blame the cops, you know. But other than the fact that they're at the wrong house, you know, and they should hold back a little bit. And the guy had a t- it was a, there's no you know, argument about it. Right. He was just blown away, and uh, you know he was perfectly innocent. Not perfect. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he probably has done something wrong in his life, but it had nothing to do with that investigation. And that happens a lot. And that's when things get really wacky. When the police are at the wrong house, so there's going to be some resistance. Yep, yep, yep. You know, the, yeah, you can imagine. Been a seasoned drug dealer. Someone without a flashlight, someone's in your house, you know, you yeah. see movement, you blast it. You got a head. dog that jumps them or something, they, should, they kill your dog right yeah. there within a second. Don't read the warrant wall. But I don't blame you know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame I, I mean, as I was a, a seasoned cop, who, by the way, they, those guys have to be sick, you know. But it's they, a different they, they kind of that. person, and it usually fits like an. Uh, the yeah, ra- they, the rather non like altruistic, you know, right? Exactly. Lot of the, no, it, it, it used to be you know the guy the guy who's on the beat was was enforcing the peace and safety of the citizenry around them. You know, that, mm-hmm. you, you can't you, you, you look at look for a cop for protection. Yeah. Now, yeah. now you know it's, it's become. You can't find because their cars are designed to like you know be you know. It is really true. It is really true. <laughs> and they're in cars. They won't every do, other they country. Won't, they won't beat. They won't walk the beat in. Every other country, bright no. yellow or yeah. red or blue. You no, know, that's really true. It's fucked up. It, it is really and, then, and then, revenue. I mean, in the city, the average. I mean, let's see. This may be slightly stereotypical, but this business about sitting having a cop, a state cop, sitting on the highway. He's waiting so he says, you know, somebody goes flying by. Oh yeah, that, that's his job. When there's people who I've some, had that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not take that stat, that, that group of people, and put them out looking for people who are going to rob the, the stores, a lot of shoplifting yep. going on, or yep. something. Yep. And, and even the drug stuff it never made sense to me. The amount of effort, the amount of it was just the amount of money that the government was spending, so they could have a successful prosecution was ridiculous. It's absurd. Hmm. It would have been better just asking the average Joe. Do you ever smoke marijuana? And you go, yeah, I did. 
and then just throw him in jail for five months or something. Because <laughs> they said that's going to happy news. Like, the cage with you, motherfucker. <laughs> they were so. It, it's been such a it's tremendous, and that's one thing you got to live in. I guess in a lot of years or something. When I first started practicing, and then through the entire time I was practicing, if you if you possessed any marijuana, and with marijuana, any marijuana, you were getting time. You got time, and and, and in some cases. I know a guy who, without these, without exaggerating, he had two marijuana cigarettes in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Five years he gets sentenced to. Oh my god! You know, and that was that was the maximum. You know, but still. Yeah, yeah. And he spent those five years. I mean, another guy personally. Five fucking years. Five years. For a little piece of bitch. And, and, you know, he has two kids. <laughs> he has two kids, both boys. Oh my um, gosh! And just getting into junior high and like. Yeah, you, know, you, you may as well just rip a guy's heart out, you know. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, that's how, you, that's how you fuck up a family. Yeah, you know, what, real quick. how could this be so? I don't understand. You, you possessed some material. Let's suppose it was, let's suppose it was a dynamite or something. Right. You know, it's very dangerous. Dynamite suppose, or metal. Well, I don't care what it is. It's substance. You know, why are you, how are you getting five years out of that? And nobody knows, except I know, <laughs> but nobody knows who's involved in the field of law. Mm-hmm. Those judges that have never spent a night any probably camping, let alone in the jail, they were just sentencing people to five years. <laughs> it should be the way. That should be one of the, you know, give them a month, just a month. Man. It, it, through that routine. And then you watch it, I show those sentences, you know, how the best yeah. crowd of the, the prisons got. Because it's, scru- oh, it's, ter- it's terribly screwed up. I mean, that it's punishment um, way over and above. That should be no rights. Sort of thing, like, like, any, like, judicial, I, I don't know, like a judge or someone that went in law. At least three, three to five days in yeah. like federal penitentiary. Right, without, like, without being understand. known that he's a kind of judge, you know, he's just know. a normal guy who comes in. What they're doing to people, you know, they, right? They, but they have they, they, there will be tours on occasion where the judge will, is going to say, "Well, I have seen the you know, but that's like yeah. the, the prisons go through his whole routine. That's, you know, that's he gets right to make it, yeah, to make it look great. And yeah, you're good. Know, Carol, that's yeah, has interviews, staged interviews, you know, they're not for yeah. real and stuff like that. Carol, but, you know, she, she went with her husband and, uh, <laughs> to fucking, you know, for, for a paid, tour? Va- paid vacations, yeah, like going down to Georgia and stuff just to, uh, like, oh, really? go to penitentiaries, visit, and, like, understand, and they get paid for it, you know, it's like a paid vacation. Really? You know, and she's in corrections, you know, she's, she's a oh, prison wow. guard. Yeah, you know, her and her man. So was this meant to be something good for the, the inmates? No, no, this was good for them, you know, it's like, they're, they're, they go on a road trip. They hang out at a penitentiary for a day or something. Go do research. You know, it's like on the bill. Whatever they get, they get paid for it. And it but what, what were the penitentiaries claiming they were doing this as a way of at least getting some input from the prisoners as to what they were? Yeah, yeah, it was a good thing. Yeah, it's like it, they were paid for by the I don't know if it was the prison or, or just the yeah, the, the, state their, the law enforcement that yeah. she was working under. But yeah, it's like paid vacation. You go down to Georgia, <laughs> hey, hang out, great. do whatever. Go to this penitentiary today, see what the fuck's up, and yeah. That's what she told me anyway, that it's like, yeah, you go there. I mean... And, uh, yeah. It's a paid vacation if you go hang out with the prisoners. It's a, and it's a funny thing, like, if you're, let's say, 18, or if you're, let's say, 70, yeah. you put me in prison. I really, yeah. <laughs> What's the... Matter of fact, okay. the food was not that... I mean, the feds. Food was good, I go so far as to say. Food's probably better than I'm eating now. Yeah. Just like something it's like a guy I work with. It's like, what, pay free vacation? Fuck it, sure do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, in the feds, they, what they're doing is they get food very often from where big tractor trailers have accidents, you know? So they they, they, oh. they have to be carrying okra at the time or blueberries. 
Uh, for the next four days, I swear to God, you're getting, the entire system is yeah. getting, because we're talking about the big, you're getting blueberry pancakes. That's <laughs> where you, it's, it's, getting, like, it's just complete, no, it's like a little pancake. It's just blueberries with a little bit of like pancake. You go, this is fat. This is fantastic. For lunch, you got blueberry soup, I swear to God. And then for dinner, they make like a, a, a beef thing that's like half blueberries. And that's cool until you're in the third day. And you, you, that's what they do. They're giving you plenty of food for everybody to eat. And then there's, there was like a salad bar, you know, where if you didn't like what they were giving you, you had peanut butter, jelly, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the blueberries thing was the most extreme. Well, and at the end, they, they, they did blueberry soup, blueberry pancakes, um, and then, of course, blueberry drinks. The blueberry soup, I thought it was a good one. He heated it up. Well, at least you're eating well in lieu of the extra oh, yeah. curricular activities that go yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You live much better life. I mean, there were some guys that have been there for like 20, 30 years. They look, and if you exercise, you know, anytime, really, not anytime, but they certainly provide a time for you to exercise. Mm. And uh, and some of these they call them campuses. I mean, they're not. It's not just a building. Yeah. Like in the state. One dude I worked with, you know, yeah, you just read books all fucking day. Yeah. And just worked out. Right. You know, uh, that's the only thing trust. you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If as long as you're not in solitary. It do depending on how you carry yourself. From what I hear, anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it can work out for some people, depending on the severity of the right. charge. You know. Right. It's like yeah. Well, but 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 the facts are that the 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 the, the people that are working there you know the, yeah. the, the, uh, the prison guards and like it, it, it typically have if they if they're experienced they've already been also prison guards where they're on death row and you're dealing with a whole different kind of individual right and in many cases they have this rotating shift thing so let's say it's Allenwood or you know uh, Lewisburg those local pen, federal penitentiaries your guy has two weeks in with the camp which are people that are just you know, living without bars you know they're, they're, have freedoms, you know, like for minor, minor offenses, mm-hmm. federal offenses, all the way up to, you know, level five offenses, you know, like rape, murder, so. And so if it was one week, you know, you're with each group of people, you come back as, I'm just saying as a normal human being, from a week with Charles Manson, right. and then go back into the kindergarten group, <laughs> you're, you're going to beat the shit out of my man, you know, because you're, you're taking a lot of shit, I mean, it's a yeah. tension level, you got to release. And unfortunately, a lot of these guys become like serious animals, the, the guards. And they're, Ooh, yeah. they're sentenced. I, you don't want to be that. Personally, you don't want to be there. I don't know who in the right mind. It's a very nasty. It's a very, um, it, it, when it comes to yin and yang, I mean, it's yang. You know, it's, it's like serious. It's yang. a very charged environment. Oh, yeah. And, they, and, those, and, the, and the inmates have the same right to exercise, et cetera, as the, I'm sorry, the guards have the same right as the inmates. So okay. you'll find these guards walking around because they're there forever. You know, who's taking steroids? They're all like, Dead, you know, just burr. Yeah, and you're, God yeah. forbid, you happen to be a guy that's like this. <laughs> you may not last very long, you know. Oh, really? But, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're nasty. They, they target, yeah. Targets. I mean, and they beat you up. If they were going to beat you up, mm-hmm. they'd come with a blanket. I saw it happen, I don't know how many times. Like, they don't like you mm-hmm. for whatever it is. I mean, in some cases, the, the people the are very obnoxious. The guards don't like the enemy. And he may be a guy who's really acting out. Tell them to go fuck them. You know, he's like, I'm gonna take your fucking food and you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Call them assholes. He's at nighttime every trying to sleep. He's like, you guys are all fucking assholes. You know, next thing you know, they come out with a blanket and six of them, wow. and they just throw the blanket over the guy. They carry him out like a, like a sack in a sack, and then they. I mean, I've seen. I had two experiences where 
I knew the guys. One came back after a couple of weeks in solitary after me beating the shit out of with a permanent palsy, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Ooh, the guy had been... Shot you know, he was, yeah. yeah, he was just like... <laughs> he was done, yeah. He was... He had all sorts of medication. He was Fuck, He was yeah. completely done. The other guy I never saw again. The black guy. Never saw him again. Off to the loony bin. I mean, well, or, or they might have just killed him. I mean, it's that bad. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Fuck. the death... The death... The death... They don't... They don't... They don't tally him. Like, they just say somebody died, you know, while in prison. They died, you know, from some virus. There they were. These yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I imagine how much of that went on, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, it's COVID. Don't worry about it. Yeah, because I tell you, you're, you're, I mean, that, that's one aspect that I hated. But one thing, so you mentioned that you you were doing uh, cases in Florida and, and in New York. Were these things, would they seek you out for these things? Yeah. Wow. You, yeah. you were invited for, like, title of judge a couple of times, right? I'm sorry? Like you. Like you. One time. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. That's up there, right? That was, you know, I, I, you know, in the one sense, it was like I was, as I said, I was a big fish in a small pond because I was living in Bloomsburg, mm-hmm. and and I was I originally got a job as a college professor there, and then after five years of teaching, I I decided, I, you know, I literally like to just practice law, maybe do this, but I quit the, the teaching job and and. Yeah, I quit the teaching job because I was thinking, I'm such a phony. I've never even practiced on it. I'm here lecturing, you know. It didn't right. feel right. Even though that was that was a, such a great job. Mm-hmm. You know, standing up in front of... I can imagine, yeah. Four times a week or something, you know, for yeah. $30,000, $40,000. But, um, um, so, yeah, I, got, I, I developed a degree of credibility, as I see it, from being mm-hmm. a college professor. Who then was a town attorney, right? But my, but like when I exited, when I left the, the college, I was interviewed by the college newspaper guy, and you know, they had the picture man. He's leaving. He's going to be in his own practice here in Boozer. And they just said he, the guy asked me, and I said what uh, what, what I saw in terms of my practice. And I told him I was going to be pretty exclusively doing real estate <laughs> and estate law, you know, because I was teaching business law. So that's what I that's what I thought I was going with the. With litigating, and it wasn't, it was no idea I'd ever be doing criminal cases, but, uh, it, and that just was coincidental. It just happened that I was doing you know, yet another, I, I was doing civil cases, they were coming my way, mm-hmm. but not nitty gritty, dirty, you know. And it, as an attorney, just, and I, I, I mean, it's not because of your study, but I'm just saying, because you've devoted so much time to it, you're in with the bad, you know, it would be like, It'd be like, you know, a blues player playing down in New Orleans in some gritty bar, bar where you uh-huh. go, holy fuck, I'm here with the real guys, you know? Yeah. That's how it felt to me to be with the real criminals, you know? Okay. It, it, we're organized, and, you know, the mafia mm-hmm. people. And I only met them because a friend of mine was, was teaching Italians and Spanish inmates how to speak English. You know, they did something today, had a program. And uh, after one class, one of the guys came up and asked, if they knew of a local attorney who was competent, and he said, I, I was, who could just handle their, like, daily affair stuff while they're in prison. So I go up once a week for, uh, it was $100 each guy, so I got $500. I mean, this is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. $500. I just drive half hour to the, to the prison. They'd have these guys lined up for me one by one. They talked, each talked to me for 10, 15 minutes. I make a note. They didn't like the breakfast this morning or whatever. Because <laughs> these guys, they even in prison, 
these guys who I first met were like movie stars. Was, you know, they were actually being treated like even by the whole prison. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like very much different than the, the limited experience I had with like visiting a client in the county jail or something. You know? So were these mob guys? These were mob guys. Okay. You know, yeah, specifically, uh, yeah, no, better not. <laughs> but yeah, mob guys of a known group who whose upper echelon were in prison. I mean, like the main man and the second main man. And I, and I got to see them sort of, like, so they were testing me out, so to speak, with the lower guy on the rung. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. And then, then this whole bus came down, you know, where nationwide, this pizza, they call it Pizza Connection, it was supposedly to launder money through all the pizza places, okay. you know, which involved the entire United States. And they had, I don't know, 250 defendants. They were riling. You know, if you were Italian, you get rounded up. Right. <laughs> it was like that kind of, if you had a pizza shop, and we did in Blues, right? That's basically, that was the other aspect. They already knew me as a, the mm-hmm. college professor guy. So. Right. Wow. So, but along the way, I was doing, you know, stuff for them and, and socializing with them in New York City and stuff. Just unbelievable. In, 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 in Atlantic City. I mean. What it, was that it, like? Like, it was just beyond normal. I mean, but it was feeding my ego, to be honest. Okay. I, I, I realized that. So the, so the ultimate end of it is, is I could not have forecast. I would have been either completely blissfully like unconscious or something or, or dead, I imagine, much more before I am going to be. <laughs> one of the two, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah right, whichever one it is had I continued my lifestyle at that point. Because uh-huh. at that point, first they, they bought me a car. You know, they, they didn't, I, they just didn't like me driving around in a regular car. So I had this, I had a Mercedes limo style car, you know, what? where I could be sitting in the back with the screen neck thing. Anybody would drive me, it was my right. car. Right. And so I had a you know, secretary, or then I hired a guy. And I'd be in the back, you know, if you hop in the car, let's drive to, you know, wherever they're in trouble. And, and it could be a five-hour ride. It's, it's all good time to me. You know, I'm on the phone. Or the, and mm-hmm. I, I felt, you know, I've, you have this whole, I'm smoking joints, <laughs> whatever I want to do. And uh, a beautiful car. And they just gave it to me. You know? So now I'm in the, I was very much tight mm-hmm. socially as well. They, they'd come up with, they'd come, I mean, in a way, I think it was probably, clearly probably responsible for the demise of my marriage because, you know, I was already a father. I was married and I was already beginning to father one or two kids and it was, it was you know, and growing. And uh, they would, they would, they had no regard for that, you know, if I were to say to them, my wife thinks I should stay home this weekend, they would literally like <laughs> pee on me or something. <laughs> what the fuck? It'd be like a bunch of male dogs, they'd just rip my guts out. Because it. it just, they it, it just even, never even occurred to them or me. But when I think about it, you know, so she's left, she, she's at home all week. Now it's the weekend. They come and they come, they're guys, drive into my farmhouse, you know, go outside, say, you're with us, you know, come on. And I go wherever they want to take me because it was going to be a good time. So it would be like a weekend away and we'd be seeing, you know, they owned all, the Atlantic City was like, they, I don't know if they still do, but they owned everything. It seemed so, and, and the deal was after they got to know you, you would go to a casino 
and I, I, can't, I don't gamble, so I, I just, I, it's which made it much more fun for me. But you, you'd be in a room where you can get, you just, there's all combat, there's whatever you want mm-hmm. to eat, to drink, and then, unfortunately, more so, they, they made available. I mean, whatever it was that they made available it was always in excess. You know, it was like if you said you drank, uh, what's, what's the, um, the German drink that we've been Jaeger? Jaegermeister, right? Uh-huh. A bottle of Jaegermeister. You know, if they caught wind of the fact you like it. Yeah. So uh-huh. nobody, they it's never, what you drink is yeah. a bottle, you know? Yeah. And it, it's very <laughs> tough to keep up with in a way. But I remember one or two times. Uh-huh. You know, it, unfortunately, there, there was one time where. Um, I, I, I was so intoxicated or whatever that I, I did a behavior that I would not do with my normal constraints, but I was feeling so comfortable with these guys that I thought it was all right. And, um, um, we were at a, an all Italian speaking restaurant. This was in New York city. So they picked me up and, and the guy who talked in Spanish, they were like, mm-hmm. really a lot. They picked the two of us up, took us to this El Gardenia restaurant or whatever. And there, there was like this big, opulent, you know, like big table, just full of fish food. I don't know why. Fish. Wow. You know, they got into the fish like thing. All these, yes, yeah, yeah, smoke this. And, nice. and, I, and then, like, here's my, my bottle of, uh, I think at the time it was some sort of scotch. And Ed's was his. And I'm, I'm looking around the table, there's like 60 people there or something. And at the very head of the table was the Don. Right, who I never met before. I mean, the older guy, the older, the, yeah. the, the first one, you know, and he, he must have been 90 years old in my recollection. And sitting on his lap was a, a, like a young, a woman younger than me. I'm 20 something. At that point in my life, I was, no, nah, I may have been 30 something years old. She was like a hot 22 year old. I mean, hot. I remember, I remember yeah. consciously thinking to myself, <laughs> do not look there again. I, I consciously thought to myself, do not. Looking that yeah, direction again, but I'm getting bombed, right? I mean, I'm getting, <laughs> next thing I know, she's sitting on my lap. This, this is like a, this is sick. Because oh, that's nice. his. You know, you, you might think that, who knows? I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't. I, I thought it was like a grandfather, and she was sitting there on his lap too. But I mean, there was no hot heat. You could you could feel yeah. it. So somehow, I don't know, it was like you. You know, he jumped. I was in. He jumped to the next circus. I don't know how I got there. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any idea. She got on my lap, but we were making out. She, you know, it was just like. You know, it, everything was wow. provided. And I went to the bathroom to take a break, and one of their guys, I, I'm taking a piss, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, I get this, this gun at my head. I mean, not just a gun in your head, but like where yeah. you, you, you know, it's pushing your neck down. Yeah. And one yeah, of the guys, yeah, yeah, I, I had met before, one of the guys says, mm-hmm. you've insulted us. I go, what, what are you... And what are you talking about? Oh, and what, you know, and I wasn't, I, I'm not a brave guy. It wasn't like I was going... Yeah, you use that thing because I could tell he was going. He's got me by the arm and the things in my head. Yeah, yeah. And he says, and 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 apparently he was impressed by the fact, or spared me because I really didn't. Just the way you carry yourself. I I, I just had no clue. I had no clue. You had to flow through the. I don't even remember what I was doing. You know, like that much earlier. And uh, other than I had, I do remember the thing kind of developing where I did look at her, and then and then I said she was like. She was like, and I thought, this well, must, you know, next thing, I mean, you know. we were moving fast, and mm-hmm. it was with his woman, with the Don's woman. So that the time, they wouldn't, they didn't kill me, but Ed and I were set up together, they asked us to leave, you know, mm-hmm. now, we, you know this was all resolved later, because the old guy, he probably wouldn't remember it anyway. 
and I never saw the chicken again. But um, we were, they just dumped, <laughs> they dumped us. And this is how they are. Mm-hmm. You know, like you limo we ride down, but now you're on your own. They just, the, we got back in the limo, and it, we were three blocks, they go, get out. Like, come on, guys. You know, you were in, in Brooklyn or something like that, or wherever it is. I think it was Brooklyn, it was a little Gardenia restaurant. Or that, I don't know. I don't, I don't even have enough money on me to like take a bus back. Right. I wasn't even thinking that this kind of thing could happen. So, Ed and I, you know, like, like now, now things are like, you know how your mood's going like, <laughs> sometimes you're, you have enough, you have enough going on that you're just now ramping down. <laughs> like, yeah. Your mood's going, ah! Like faster than gravity. Right? <laughs> this is accelerating into pure <laughs> terrible panic. Yeah. I went, whoa. Because I was, I was so cocky that I, and, you know, this was just part of the whole thing that this woman was the most beautiful woman in the yeah, world. Yeah. And I did, I'd won her over. And, so, and then it was like, almost, I'm, I'm going to die. You know, the guy yeah. didn't kill me. You and then the I got to somehow get off. And, and we had to, I mean, we hiked. <laughs> it took us three days, I think. And you know, meanwhile, I, there was no cell phones. That didn't exist. Oh my God. No, dude. I and mean, we, I, you can't knock on doors. It was just the weirdest, like the average. It was like it the average like, schmo would not be able to comprehend that way of life. Just huh? like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was people, you know, it's, it's well, so but they, crazy. It, just being thrown into the it, whole world. It, it was very nice. I mean, in a sense, but uh, unfortunately, it's some heavy shit. There's a there's a there's a, um, a reaper. It's like it's a bouncing. That, that, that was the one time, but it happened another time. Where um, they're just, they're, they're my impression, uh, they they're very much in, yeah. who's into functionality in business. You know, in other words, yeah. what matters most is that we accomplish what we need to accomplish. And if you can be of help, you know, we'll, we'll, and you're the guy we need, so to speak. Yeah. They treat you with tremendous respect and, and, and confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mutual understanding. Once you're not, <laughs> you know, they, they don't have any residual sentiments. Yeah. And uh, that, that profession just exposes you to a whole other branch of like our species. Oh, you know, like well, that's the thing. So person. now, the thing, really now I'm being investigated as a mafia guy. That's what things started to unravel. That's what ended up happening. That's what ended up happening. You know, I, 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 and I wasn't in the mafia. Yeah. I just I did socialize people. Maybe they were in the mafia, maybe they weren't. Mm. You know, I mean, it's very true. Of all the people I met, some I'm sure were not part of the business. It wasn't mm. that structured. But but I, I got to be known as um, or thought of by government by the you guys who are dedicatedly working on, the, on popping these guys or keeping them in jail. You know I don't know how many there are, but there's a, there's a whole league of them, like this the such and such unit. Uh, you know they just they, that's what they do. They 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 try to ramp down. I think they just so I think they're done. I don't think the mafia kind of done. In I think terms they, of, I think for the it, most part, yeah, I would say. Yeah. It's not like it was. It's a whole different no, it's definitely not like yeah. it was. So how, how long after the incident at the dinner did you continue to work with them? Oh, um, for, I would say, like two years. Okay. It was, it, and things were just great. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I, the money was ridiculous, you know, they, they, what they would pay. And then even over and above that, you know, it was always, so they took me, or I had another child, you know. Mm. Just, <laughs> a horse comes in. And they, were, they all seemed kind of humble and very sweet. This I was talking. But I know my, my ego is being stroked. And my, it wasn't so much my ego as a man, but it was my ego as a lawyer, you know. 
Like mm-hmm. it was very important to me. And, you know, that's all psychological background, but it was very important to me to be good at that. You know, yeah. carrying that dealing with that. Yeah, you got to just be the best at what you're doing. Otherwise, you know. I mean, even with my parents and stuff. I mean, I, I remember my dad saying, "This is well before he got you know where he, he had Alzheimer's and didn't remember much." But he said um, he he doesn't remember anything about it grades I got in college so I could get into law school let alone how I did in law school mm-hmm. he had no recollection it was, which makes sense because anything that if you did it's that wasn't that one thing really didn't matter <laughs> you know, I, I knew that at the time you were so I was I would running track you could, I, I got you know, I was fifth in the state and it was one and the 440 one point I won the districts and stuff it was a big thing he didn't he wouldn't even I would say that I said dad I, got, I won this race today here get this he wouldn't even look at it. He was just, they, you know, and he's right too. I think, as I look at it now, at the time as a little kid, I, I, I but as, psychologically as a little kid, I just not a little kid, but a high school kid. I just spun into okay, how can I win the guys? You know? Right. Yeah. And it, and going to law school was big because nobody else had done that. We're in the area. He's a first generation. I'm a first generation American. Yeah. My parents were immigrants. Mm-hmm. So and usually, you know, so first generation you. Your parents probably speak some English, and you're learning right. it. So down there, you know, going to law school, and it, and it was crash, bang, boom. I get the job teaching as a professor, and, and it just it escalated into like a sense of credibility. Exactly. And yet, yeah. I was a party guy. You know? yeah. Wild thing. So, so you know, they couldn't they couldn't push it, and they pushed it. They, they pushed it. Some of them I'm sort of embarrassed about, but I mean, they, they there was no um, they were involved in every business you can imagine. So they were, and they were, very, you know, so the hotel rooms were like really opulent and all that sort of stuff. And I, and I took it as part of, and I worked hard, you know, for the other cases and stuff. And then ultimately, the bottom line is, they, they were, they, it, it was a huge operation. I mean, there were helicopters, DEA jackets, people running with guns, that kind of thing, where they pop, so to speak, my office in, in Bloomsburg. And the office we had in New York City, which my partner Bob, and then we had one in Philadelphia. At the exact same time, I'm telling you, these offices were you know, the normal business day. I said, we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything. But as related, they're also picking these guys up you know, by the hundreds. And all their attorneys, not all their attorneys, but a lot of attorneys, you know, mm-hmm. good, the bigger attorneys. Right. They're, right, they're raiding their office. Now they're not arresting you. They're raiding your office. But already now, when your office is raided, the mafia gets wind of that, and they're going, what? Uh-huh. They got our fucking paper. You, you, yeah, what? I would definitely. You know, I don't blame them. You know, I, I, should have, I, I never even thought of that. I never thought of it. Let alone, they're now, the, the police are muscling me. The, the government is muscling me, basically saying, you either tell us everything you know, or we're going to charge you with being complicit. I mean, you know, that, that, everybody knows that's a technique. Wow, they, yeah. you either, either cooperate. Or I'm considered to be complicit. And I said, <laughs> they mean like, but both ethically, and, you know, because I, I was that kind of, I had, a, I was serious about being an attorney, and just the practical element about <laughs> the stories you hear about people who knock on a, a mafia right. guy. Yeah. So I, I refused, and I got, and I got in front of a judge who, like that same day that they were taking, they're raiding my office, my secretaries are screaming and shit. It was, and I'm telling you, they, it was despicable. It was like. It was like it's literally like you see these pictures like of Vietnam being bombed, you know. Yeah. It was like, it was it was like a fucking office. raid. They were, you just got fucking there were more people raiding that office. Wow. 
Wow. You know, there was only we had five people there or something. Wow. Then there was twenty times. It was they they had it in and out of there within twenty minutes. Then all of a sudden, I'm I'm picked up, and I'm brought before a judge, and because they want the papers explained and stuff. Within twelve hours, I'm picked up. At one point, thrown in the trunk of a car. That's a, that's a whole other part of the story. Things get more intense. Because, I, but, but I said to this judge, right off, I said, attorney-client privilege. <clears throat> I don't care. You don't. You, you know I ask me those questions. If, if you know, if you want to know things about them, you know, they're not. They were not part of a legal conversation. Having to do with attorney-client privilege, I'll answer them. You know, what color pants does so and so wear? What color his eyes? I don't care. Fine. But anything having to do with any case, you can't do that. You, that goes the entire case, really, the whole reason for the Constitution. If you can have defense attorneys who are forced into disclosing everything, you, know, you, they, why, you they don't even have to bring it to trial anymore because the case is over. And, and, and they, 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 the government, they're looking at you as an attorney who represents these guys as them. You know, and you are, in a, in a sense. Because you know, they are my friends and... And, and I, you know, and it, it was not unrealistic, though I denied it, to think that maybe they were poking your brain a little bit, not just in terms of a situation involving like a traffic citation, but you know, like what do we do? What would be the best way yeah, to over, make this money dispute? Would be the, the issue. So you set up a real estate closing and stuff. Like, you know, and, and the unfortunate thing is that the, the real estate closing part that I was in that snagged in, um, and that you know, there's no. That didn't know attorney conference it was criminal. But check it out. The, the, it was, they, they, they told me it was $50,000. It was you know, not much money. So it was $50,000 real estate closing that took place just to get rid of money. There was no real estate. You know, and I drew, up, I drew up the deed. So there they, they kind of, so to speak, had me. But, but not unbeknownst to me, the, the, the people who I was working for changed the 50 to something like $5 million. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But after I'd done the deed, a couple more. So, and which means you're, you're, when you're in deep here, is big time shit. You know, in my case. Mm -hmm. So things yeah, are getting more intense. Yeah. Now they're looking at like charging me with being complicit in money laundering. Of not for, not fifty thousand, yeah, but you're ten times that. Yeah. yeah. I, so now I'm looking at twenty years minimum and stuff like that, and I'm completely out of touch. You know, as, as I should mention, now the judge has said. They bring me every day. They bring me there for like a week, mm -hmm. and I, I said, and I said, and I refused to answer on the grounds of attorney-client privilege. And the ACLU is getting involved, and other attorney friends of mine are slowly gearing up. But this this judge had he says, I'll see you in five months. That was it. I got, it's a way I am in some federal institution. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no follow up with anybody. I mean, I, I, my wife knew and. But I, it was, I was just yanked out. Everything revoked. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, I mean, I was just yanked out. I had a business, you, you know, with people trying so to... So fucked up. I, I, you know, you allowed certain people you could call. But anyway, the thing I didn't... And that was very difficult. You know, first of all, to just to change the circumstances. Because I'm the guy, you know, just hanging out and making out with the good looking guy. Now I'm in fucking good. I mean, how much... How did this happen? Like, how did I go from here to wait? I mean, this, this is unbelievable. And it was bad. I mean, you know, my kids... It's been written up in the local newspapers, like I'm, you know, I don't know, the hundred slander of the ass. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. mafia attorney fooled everyone, you know. Fucking slander. So yeah. it, was, okay. it was bad, and um, unfortunately, 
at the end of the five months, they brought me back before the judge, and he had been persuaded to just not force the question anymore. Other things had happened, but I did have cases came down on appeal and stuff that said you can't make you can't make the man tell you that stuff. But then the mafia people, the people that had hired me. We're not reading to find out the latest court case decision. That's the only way they would have known that I'm now out and why I'm out. So they find out very quickly within the day. They they call me and they go, "Why don't you call us and tell us you're out?" And I said, "I'm just getting used to being out." My wife, you know, this is. They go, "Well, we got something. We got this is so pathetic. This is the whole story." So they go, "We got an important case for you tomorrow up in Wilkesbury." And I said, I'm in. You know what? It's been five months since I've, you know, I was all excited about it. So. And then when I got up to Wilkes-Barre, uh, um, I, was, I met the client outside. We were walking across the street. Here's the courthouse right here. And we were walking across the street, and I just hear this, like, 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 it's, it's, a car it's coming much faster than it should be, coming out of an alley, just you know, absolutely floored. You can hear things floored, and I get, to, I start to look to my left, and boom, it hit me. You know, the thing ran me over. Then I'm in a, you know, then I'm in a coma. My, my legs are broken, my shoulders broken, my lashes, my head. I was unconscious for weeks. If you don't mind me, yeah, we, yeah. If you don't mind me asking, it was like over. The, it was like long gap. Yeah. Yeah. That's always wild for me. Just like shifts in perception. Just oh like, my just god! Like you picked up right. That was so, 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 so that was all about, um, I believe, and uh, you know, I, I have enough confirmation to know mm-hmm. that that was at least somebody who sympathized with the perspective that I had been, may, may not have been my own clients, it may have been anybody who thought that an attorney who narks on his clients deserves not to be around. Or dead men can't speak. And then, which, which is pretty well the way that business is run. Particularly if you're, if, if there's now questions. Nobody asked me that question. Mm-hmm. Nobody. How come we haven't heard from you? I, it never occurred to me. I, mean, I was looking forward to talking when they got closed. Hey, great. But it wasn't like I. I, I what, what apparently somebody thought I'd done. That's how I. And I had to, you had to figure it out on your own. I first thought it was the government. You know, they, they, they wanted me out. So. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was, that was a very, very, very weird time. Because I, mm-hmm. now I'm out of prison for like a day or two. And now I'm in a different kind of, you know, now, I'm, now it's like absolute torturous pain. And, you know, I don't remember how to walk. I, you know, so after three, two years, it was a huge fucking thing. Fuck. Um, and it was terrible. But, you know, if I hadn't pushed it as hard, and I, I, don't, I don't regret it, but if I hadn't gone for a, a, a successful practice, um, if I hadn't gone that far this way, I, I probably wouldn't have gone that far down or something. If that was what they were thinking about, but I, 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 that was a lot of yang, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it was like one after the, yeah, the, oh, the physical yeah. getting hit, and I, I and I remember like just this guy who's on my right. It was only me that was run over, so I'm thinking, but that looks a little suspicious. What happened to my client? What happened to the case? And it was so fucking heartbreaking. I mean, the uh, I, I was hit. Fortunately. I just lay there unconscious in the road. My legs were broken off, you know, like Com- yeah. two compound yeah. fractures, multiple compounds. But I mean, they were yeah. You could see it. You saw a guy's leg, and you saw the, the, the knee, and then you know midway down the. It was, 
and there's a picture, there's a picture of me laying, I'm laying in the street, and then there's another one where the judge, um, who was hearing the case that day, and I thought the case, because there was a, there was a case that this guy was involved in, but the case, I don't know, at any rate, this was a lot of pandemonium, apparently, they had to, they had to life flight me to a, a, a you know, life safe center or whatever it was called up in Scranton. And, uh, but before that, it was good that no car ran me over because this was pretty good, you wrote. Yeah. And, uh, but they had a picture of the judge who's, who was a wonderful guy. Makes me alive. Who, uh, was holding my head like this, like a baby. And, my, and it, the whole thing's worn off. And he's got a black robe on, you know? Like right and, after it happened. Yeah, there's, he's holding my head. I think it was in the, I'm not sure it was in the New York Times or what. Seriously, I, I heard, I, I had a picture, I had a picture with it. Yeah. I can't look at any of that shit. That's complex, yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. You know, I, I, I snapped out of the thing while they had me on a table, like yeah. where they're spinning around. You're spinning around, they're trying to get more oxygen in it so you can come yeah. out. Because it wasn't like a coma where this is a good thing. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it, it was just like a little trauma. And I, I jerked, you know, awake, so to speak. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I, I just started crying. You know? <laughs> I just didn't know what the, But, you know, how the yeah. fuck did I get here? Yeah, and they were like more. I, I can't tell you. It was like it looked anyway like a, just a sea of medicine around. You know, what I mean? it, was, it was because you're dizzy anyway. And they were just I doctors. Like, 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 I knew I was fucked. You know, I knew I was just laying there. <laughs> Some Something fucking happened. crazy shit Some, went down. Yeah. But they, they came. I was already. I was already mentally. I would call myself mentally disturbed. More so probably than when I, before I went in for prison Ooh. for that five month. That five-month thing really shook me up. Dude, no, that's oh, yeah, more no PC. Kidding. I mean, I don't know how you could even gauge it, but... Uh, no, I've done it. I've been through, yeah. Like, combat veteran or something. That, that, yeah. That's about this. I'd say that you're in the same realm as, like, someone who's... Yeah, <laughs> that's um, just... When everything just resets, you know? Yeah. Like, and you have no control over it. It's just, oh, and now it's... It was... It's yeah, way, you you know? it, it was a real... You just thrust into a whole new, like, existence. Oh, it was just... And it was... But it was the funny thing is it was all reactionary to my prior existence. And it was... Yeah, it was extreme, all going for the same thing. Like the thing that trauma. I was feeling good about myself was now nah, I feel bad, <laughs> you know, bad. And my father, you know, became a much gentler man over this period, mm-hmm. and uh, he would come to visit me all the time, you know. And, and I was and I tried to wrote me every day, you know, sort of thing. That's awesome. As these days are going by, so yeah. and he he never looked at me like you know I, I, with disrespect or anything like that. Thankfully, my mother had very best, but um, yeah, it, 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 I remember. At one point, I thought, while in prison, I wanted to talk to a medical, uh, mental health expert because I was like, not feeling well. I mean, few people could go through that <laughs> shit and be like talking. Yeah, about I, it, I, I don't know. I, like, I, I mean, so I think I like to think that um, the, the business about being in prison was not as bad as the physical injury, really. Yeah, the physical injury was like fucked up. I mean, yeah. And and just being now, you 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 don't know what I don't know what happened, I don't know who did it, and I don't know what's gonna happen with me because they're, they're not giving me anything. You know, we may be able to get you walking again. So I mean, okay, so I'm in a fucking hospital bed. This is the beauty. I'm in this hospital bed in my house for months, and uh, my ex-wife, second, she's my second wife, mm-hmm. who I married and broke the heart of my first wife. So my second wife. Even during the five months or so I was gone, so to speak, 
going. Yeah. I'm in my unfortunate, I like to call it to my place of unfortunate incarceration. Mm. Um, it must have been hard for her to just hang in there, you know. But because she's working, she she had, she had to get she had to get a job. I had no income coming anymore. No doubt, yeah. yeah. But we had, we had money and still saving and stuff. It was she incidentally ran through. Once I guess her heart hardened. It didn't take that long. Sometime I think before I got out of prison, Jesus, I could feel the difference. But she met a, she she met. I knew the guy. She met a guy from the college because I used to teach him. Like I said, and he was the head of food services. He was like a snaky guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, he's divorced, and I knew I knew him. Like snaky was. She went. She was going to work for him, and then she wasn't coming home. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I knew that much. I'm laying in the bed. I, I still have the pot being some type of thing. But she has her mother there taking care of me, and I, I can see days come and go, nighttime, daytime, and she hasn't come home. It's like ten o'clock at night. Normally, that would be something I would confront somebody about if, mm-hmm. if I had the strength. <laughs> I'm just observing at that point, you know, because I'm fucked. And uh, so then came the time, it's the end of the whole thing. That's the end of my interesting story. But then came the time where I confronted her with you know, my my, uh, my uh, concerns or my, my, uh, my fears or whatever. And she confirmed that I was right. And I, I remember looking at her, it, it, was, like, it was like a three part uh, movie or something. Uh-huh. Or play, it was the first, second. You know, first is prison, etc. Second is mental or you know, physical damages. Then the last was looking at my, my ex-wife as she's forming the words, admitting that she's having this. She's you saying it to me, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I can't. I can't understand. It's not. It's not registering. I'm not. I'm not really not believing that I'm hearing. She goes, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. I went totally ballistic. And, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, I'm scared of meeting my own kids away. But, um, and they already had a place they were living together. We interrupted a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I so there's no problem getting, getting me to, because I'm already <laughs> jumping in, you know. Right. It, it, it's more of a problem there. But there are people I know who, you know, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, how much dead air you know, we're going to yeah. have here? You know, that used to drive me for, as, a, as a person, I mean, as a young person. If there was a teacher that would, you know, what? Oh, I thought, and I thought, and I thought, yeah. I, maybe by then I'm going, yeah, I can't take this guy. I just can't take that. It's a mm. slow plotting. But there are people who I've met who say they can't understand anything I'm saying. Like if I'm, you know, like really, and I have one daughter who has a problem. It's almost she had developed like a semi stutter because she her, she was talking so fast. You know, guess why waste any time? It's, it's, the clip of mine, yeah, it's yeah. fast. It's like one word is constantly being yeah. replaced by the next. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You exactly. Get that, and you, you cut know. each other off. So I remember this one, but you you feeling me? No fucking idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's good because I I I couldn't stand listening to him talking. Right. You know, I was like, you, you, okay, I get it. You know? It's a hard feeling. Yeah. So I had a sandwich in my hand. That was great. No, I I have like two gears of speech because mm-hmm. well, my yeah. mother talked fast. Right. <laughs> she was at New York, Queens. Right. Blah, 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 blah. 
So yeah, I could just... keep up, like, I would be able to keep up with her. Right. And yet, a lot of times, people will accuse me of big gaps, speaking oh, yeah? too slowly, because I will either, I could either talk to you really quick and just move right, right from one thing right yeah, to the other. Yeah, that is too much for the brain to take on in a way. Right. And but, right. And if, if <laughs> I'm I s- slowing myself down, yeah. then it, it leaves room for those pauses. Right. And it, so that it's, you're saying it can be more easily understood. Yeah. And you can actually say things more meaningfully because you're thinking about what you're right. talking yeah, exactly. about. My, my head is definitely going faster than my mouth. Yeah. So I, I'm going to ahead of it. I relate to you with yeah. that. And like just like type like typing, let's say I'm a pretty good typist. Mm-hmm. Still, I mean, I, I'm, I wish there was a quicker way of getting the names yeah. thought out, you know. Mm-hmm. And if a handwriting, uh, I heard they get rid of handwriting. Makes your own language up, kind of. Yeah, we just have shorthand. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah, we get a video or something. Yeah. So you could just play a person back at whatever speed you need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're understandable. <laughs> but yeah, in in closing, Mike, and we started this conversation about. Your 60, 69 years yeah. of life, and, and it's been quite a life. It's yeah, been illuminated yeah. in the show. And I appreciate you coming on and uh, telling the story and coming on again for another show. Oh, it's great for me. I mean, uh, just to be even the subject of some interest and, uh, and uh, it helps, you know, and to reflect one of those things in a positive sort of like a more objective way than I might otherwise you know things that we were talking about yeah it have to do with me personally but uh, yeah. happy to be interviewed by and I, and I guess your show has been around for how long now years it's, yeah it's about a year and a half so it's, it's gonna stick around and stay yeah this will this you know, we're we're closing on episode 70 wow so and, and wow it's, it's cool it's cool to have you back on you were episode 7 I know, I was just... That I was gonna, first one. I was just going to say, I thought it was... Set. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of episodes. Um, I, didn't, you know, I, was, I was actually thinking, I was thinking, I don't know if I have that much to say anymore, you know, but apparently it did. This is an yeah. amazing episode. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we both appreciate you giving your time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. And thank Mike Lynn and Isaac Wilson for jumping on with me. You can find this episode and more on all podcast platforms and YouTube. There's a lot of great episodes coming. Some experimental episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks. So with all that said, keep on following. Keep like, subscribe, do all the things. And until next time, take care of yourself and take care of somebody else.